college can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is my fellow football priest, Zach Kelberman. Zach, tonight, the, uh, who is it, Chargers at Chiefs? What do you expect? We talked about it on the radio today, but we're going to be competing for eyeballs, so we might as well get that out of the way. What do you expect to see tonight? We might have more eyeballs on the podcast because no one can find the game on Amazon, apparently, Chad. This is Amazon's what? debut. I mean, it's tough for the older generation. They don't really know where to look. It's, it's not on terrestrial cable. So True. Um, I expect a lot of fireworks, though. I have the game loaded up in a tab right now. I'm looking forward to watching Mahomes versus Herbert. And as I explained to you earlier, I don't like defensive slog fest. I like high-scoring, shoot-em-out type games. Romo versus Peyton uh, from years ago, that's my type of game. I think we might get that tonight. Was that 54-51 or something like that, the final in that game? That was a great game. Most fans could remember that game for Peyton Manning's fake, right? The the bootleg naked. Legend has it he's still actually running toward the end zone. Well, in like a geriatric kind of jog, more more like Sam Bam. What's good, dude? Sweet new hat. Rocking his profile pic. He says, and thank you for the super chat. Good evening. I'm going to try and be optimistic and say that maybe the loss was a blessing in disguise for the long haul. In terms of the Broncos playing with more urgency this season, 12 and 5, go Broncos. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. Von Miller had a very similar, um, a very similar kind of outlook. Like, hey, there was so much weird juju and the emotions of Russ going back to Seattle. Like, it's good to just get this out of the way. And now Russ and company, they can just focus on football, Zach. You actually brought up a good point today on the radio show that if the ball bounced the Broncos way, it could have been 30, 17, it could have been a two touchdown victory. And I said, well, if, if that would have happened, it kind of dawned on me and let me know if, if it's Stockholm syndrome chat or if it's something legit, but if that happened, Hackett wouldn't have gotten exposed for his coaching, um, you know, meltdown there toward the end. That's a very rookie mistake to make. And I almost rather him make that in week one, then in yeah. week 17 or week 18. So maybe I'm a little too optimistic. I'm already turning the page to the Texans. I think the Broncos will be one and one, and that'll soften the blow from Monday's loss. But there is a lot of positive to take out of Monday's loss. There is a lot of rationalization you can make to yourself, and I think it'll be okay going forward. Hey, Dylan, thank you for the reminder, everybody. Make sure you hit that like button and sub if you haven't already, Zach. Who quote, what do you hear? What do you say? We're just talking man. about this today, dude. R.I.P. Tony Sirico. Paulie dude, Walnuts. 
What did you think of the Polly Walnuts actor who wore a nose prosthetic as young Polly Walnuts in the many Saints of Newark? I thought that character was pretty good. I agree with you, though. How they did Silvio was, like, comedically bad. It was... What was up with that? I don't know. I don't know. There was there was a lot of points about that movie I didn't like, but I appreciate Diamond Rattler. Uh, anytime we get a Sopranos reference on here, I'm smiling ear to ear. So appreciate you, man. Uh, Michaela Israel jumping in to say, I ordered my MHH swag yesterday and a hashtag football priest nice. mug. That is awesome. Thank you for doing that, Michaela. It helps us. It keeps the lights on. It's another great way to support what we do here. Plus, you get a little something-something in exchange. You get a little merchandise. So we do appreciate that. Plum Bob throwing down. Plum Bob says, let's get this dub. Thank you for the super chat, brother. We're going to get lots into the, the Texans game tonight, guys, after we get through some pleasantries and, and matters of business. But, yeah, Zach, Broncos need to talk about exercising a demon, talking about – a team in need of some true football priesthood here. They got to, they got to get that juju behind them. Yeah. It is a must win game. If week two games were must wins, they can't afford to start. Oh, and two, they can't afford to melt down like they did against the Seattle Seahawks and then come home as 10 point favorites and lose to the Houston Texans. They got to win this game. I looked it up before the 17 game schedule since 1990 teams that started. Oh, and two made the playoffs only 11% of the time. So statistically, mm -hmm. the Broncos, if they want to be contenders this year, they got to emerge with that W on Sunday. That reminds me. We got some matters of business. Albert, what's up, bro? Good to see you. Can't wait to see you in a little more in a week's time. Uh, we got some matters of business to take care of real quick. But when we come back on the other side, don't let me forget, I want to bring up Thomas Hall's article because it's salient to that same point about the precedence for 0-1, 0-2, etc., etc. But uh, hey, tonight we got Chargers Chiefs. It's an AFC West battle, Thursday night football. And then you get a Monday night doubleheader, Tennessee at Buffalo and Minnesota at Philly. So be prepared, gang, for your winning season at my bookie. Some like to bet to earn. Some bet to make the season more exciting, like fantasy football. Either way, though, my bookie gives you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus. It's quick and easy. A $250 deposit works like this. Puts 500 in your account instantly, and you can use your funds, Zach, to bet on as many games, contests, props as you want. Hey, here's how it works, guys. To claim your bonus, register today and use the promo code Wilson22, designed to add more excitement to the games and sports you love. That's promo code Wilson22 to double your money up to a thousand bucks with my bookie. It's only week two of the NFL season, which means there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. Don't miss out. Begin your winning season today exclusively at my bookie. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. All right, David Wilder jumping in. And by the way, David, I told you we'd get you a special shout-out on the next show because 
Monday night, the gut reaction, Zach, it was just moving so quickly. We weren't able to give as many of our supporters as much love and appreciation as they might normally get. So here, here's that shout out. Appreciate you, David. Seriously, buddy. We saw you. We appreciate you. He says, I agree that Zach making these, I agree, Zach, that making these mistakes in week one was a good time. I firmly believe until given evidence otherwise that Hackett will be a better, a lot better the rest of the season. Hashtag that's right. Hashtag MHH for life and hashtag beat Houston. Appreciate that, David. I mean, it would have been ideal to beat Seattle and still work out the errors uh, yeah. that came out of that game. No one was expecting, and Chad and I warned about this. Speaking of this, Chad, it reminds me, we warned Broncos country for months. It's not going to be a perfect season. There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be pitfalls. Neither of us, not many of us thought it was going to be week one, but there were going to be downs along with the ups. But um, even Nathaniel Hackett addressed this yesterday. He said the mood in the locker room is great. They're moving on to Houston, and he's made the corrections he needs to make. He ended it by giving a variation of let's ride. He he said, let's rock and roll. So he's in good spirits. The team's in good spirits. I look uh, for a rebound effort against the Texans. Headline from Thomas Hall. Uh, Broncos history reveals what 0-1 start means for the playoff outlook. Interesting. Since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970s, Broncos have a great track record of winning the opener. They've won 35 times, lost 16 times, and have tied once. And then he goes on to say starting 1-0 doesn't necessarily mean, though, a team is headed for the playoffs, but it doesn't hurt. In those 35 seasons, it started with a week one win. The Broncos have gone to the playoffs 19 times, or 54% of the time. Not exactly a reliable forecast. However, starting 0-1 paints a grimmer picture. Of the 16 seasons that Denver lost its opener, the team has only gone on to make three ensuing playoff trips, finding, quote-unquote, success 19% of the time. So that doesn't bode well. And then he goes on to list the exceptions, and he brings up the fact that the teams that did defy that 0-1 thing uh, had really good quarterback play, whether it was Jake Plummer, 05, uh, Brian Greasy, his, I think, 2000 season, uh, Pro Bowl season, and then, of course, 2011 Tim Tebow season. So if you have... If you start 0-1 and your quarterback's Russell Wilson, Zach, what he's getting at is that basically neutralizes the historical precedent of 0-1. Yeah, that's over a 16-game schedule, so the odds are a little better in a 17-game game schedule. But if you extrapolate that to 0-2, uh, it becomes more dire. They really do have to win this game if they fancy themselves playing January football and maybe even beyond that. So I think they know that there's no way they can overlook the Texans now or take them lightly or look past them or get overconfident. Monday was a wake-up call in, in a lot of ways for a lot of people, from Nathaniel Hackett to the offense, the defense, the special teams, which Dwayne Stukes said today. Simply, I talked to Montreal, Washington, and it's been corrected. And if Dwayne Stukes says that, then you know it's been corrected. So hopefully Montreal looks a little better there. It was just a crap show all around. The wheels came off, Chad. The ball never bounced in their favor. I, I look for that to change again against Houston on Sunday. Did you hear what Dwayne Stukes said about Montreal today? Cliff notes is, I talked to Montreal about his problems, and it's corrected. We'll see. Like I said Monday night, he would take <laughs> he would take a kickoff like someone held his grandma hostage, and if he advanced it past the twenty, Thank you, Scott. that's all she wrote. Uh, GLP, good to see you, bro. We're looking forward to seeing you in just a week's time, little more then. He says, "Go Broncos and let's ride." Yes, indeed, go Broncos, let's ride. Great to see Phil McLaughlin also in the chat. What's going on, brother? Appreciate you. Uh, yeah, let's get into some. Uh, 
some keys to victory, Zach. There's a few things, you know, when you write an article, it's usually best to kind of distill it into, you know, three to five points tops. But in a podcast, we can we can go much deeper than that. So what would be key number one for you, Zach? Yeah, I'm all about going deeper. Getting back to the fundamentals, you know, Chad, honestly, we talked about it on the radio today, just getting back to elementary football, football 101. So that's not committing so many penalties, getting the playoff before one second, having the, the Broncos up to the line. You And I'm going to steal your talking point because it was so salient. Poise, just looking like, the, like a team that's been there before. Russell Wilson looking like a nine-time pro. Pro Bowl quarterback leading the offense. I just all of the football principles that were absent on on uh, Monday night, they got to return to on Sunday. That means holding on to the football near the goal line, not using a known fumbler in that situation. Little things like that, Chad, will go a long way. And also, when it's fourth and five, and you have Russell Wilson, take Russell Wilson and not your kicker. Amen. Here's another one, and this was brought up by one of our great supporters here on Facebook, Clayton. Good to see you, buddy. Um, Eric Trickle talked quite a lot about the matchup the Broncos have. It's a juicy one going against the Texans rushing defense in Lovey Smith's Tampa 2. Long story short, it's rife with opportunity, especially off the right side. So I want to see Javante eat. I want to see even Melvin eat, all right, because if they do that, they're going to gash the Texans, and that just creates and opens up so many possibilities for Russell Wilson in that downfield passing attack. I want to see Melvin E too. I just don't want him to throw up the meal afterwards, Chad. You know, it's like, hold on to the freaking football. How hard is it? But he shouldn't have even been in that position because there's no point of running on a fourth down play near the goal line at a shotgun. It just, it, it literally makes it harder to get to the end zone. You're further away. So once they get back to those little things, and I, I assume those are the corrections that Hackett was talking about that he made, it's going to look a lot more streamlined and that should lead to more points and more points to a victory. That's how it works. It's not exactly uncommon for people who have too much Merlot to not be able to hold it down. You know what I'm saying? Like it. David, what's going on, big dog? Great to see you. says, I hope the Broncos shook off that horrible L. It's time to beat the Texans. Let's go. Yes. Yes, brother. Here's another key. All right. You want to see the Broncos start making some headway in the AFC West by getting to one-on-one? Well, you got to pull your head out when it comes to red zone play calling and red zone execution offensively, the Broncos were atrocious. I mean, the two goal line fumbles aside, Zach, the play calling, which didn't get a lot of help from the execution for what it's worth, but the play calling in particular was very lackluster when the field shrank and you got into the red area. And then Russell Wilson outside of a couple of one or two plays, one of which um, they might've actually the one I'm thinking of that throw to, Eric Saubert might have been just outside the red zone. I can't recall exactly where the ball was on that play. But either way, they as a collective unit, when you're in the red area, you got to you gotta capitalize. Because if they would have capitalized, Zach, on even half, one. on even half. One. True, if even one. But think about it. 0 for 4 in the red zone. If they would have capitalized on two of those, you're looking at a 30 to 7. Well, no, because you got to minus the two field goals they got. So you'd have been looking at a. 24-17 victory, which still is nothing to thump your chest at, but you get out of there with a win. I'd be happy with it because a win's a win's a win. And you're right. Like if they would have capitalized on three of those opportunities, it would have been a blowout and all these um, hand-wringing, pearl-clutching critics would not 
be doing that right now, but that didn't happen. The ball didn't break their way. It, it was the fumbles. It was when, even when Bradley Chubb forced a sack fumble, it bounced right into the offensive lineman who he surrendered the sack against. You talk about Eric Saubert. He should have hung on to that ball. I have it up on my Twitter in case anyone wants to see that pass. It was literally a thing of beauty across his body, rolling to the left, back of the end zone. Eric Saubert just drops it. How about Eric Tomlinson not dragging his foot down, Chad? How about Alberto not coming up within a half yard more of the end zone when he caught that pass it's little things like that fumbling twice near the end zone with two r- different yeah. running backs literally it was not the broncos night i don't look to, for that to be a sign of things to come i look for that to be the exception to the rule i tell you what the chargers are looking pretty good right now they got Mahomes off the field and they've been moving the ball uh, alonzo what's good brother thank you for that super chat that's, uh, I think, two nights in a row of the Mile High Huddle podcast I can recall seeing you in the Super. So keep it coming, my brother. You'll be a Super Chat superstar in no time flat. He says, thanks for the great content. You're a prince. Appreciate you. What do you think of Hackett admitting he made the wrong call, Zach? Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. So many people are twisting that, first of all. They're saying, you know, he said it, but then he, in the next breath, said he wouldn't uh, take it back or he would do the same thing again. The bottom line is he got up there and admitted he was wrong and said, in hindsight, which we don't have the luxury of in that moment, he should have went forward on fourth and five and not kicked the field goal. That's obvious. He's doing what is necessary as the head coach of the team, taking responsibility, something the previous head coach never did. It was always someone or something else's fault but his. That's not the case with with, uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Almost said Vic Fangio. I got to get used to that. Also, Hackett can't give the impression that he doesn't trust Russell Wilson. And by taking Russ off the field, he gave that impression uh, with gusto. So getting up there on the podium and saying we should have went for it, it sows back that trust or at least, you know, lessens and stops the bleeding from that. I'm looking here to see if in the uh, this question here we're getting from Savage Boy on Twitch. We always, Kev, we try to get at least one Twitch comment slash question per stream. He wants to know what was the when was the last time the Broncos scored a touchdown on the opening drive. And, Zach, I'm scouring – the uh, game release thing the Broncos sent us, and I see all kinds of stuff. Like, when's the last time a punt return was for a, for a touchdown, which, by the way, 
that was Deontay Spencer in 2020. Uh, you know, blocked field goal, things like that. And I'm looking for touchdown opening possession. I'm not seeing it off the top, but I'll keep looking and hopefully something pops out. But do you got anything off the top of your head? I'm just thinking how sad it is that we can't think of it. You know, it really goes and shows the ineptitude of the Broncos offense the last half decade. I would venture to say it happened last year. I want to say it happened during one of those crappy teams the Broncos face, maybe the Lions or, or the Jets, maybe. Yeah, one of those teams. But it doesn't really mean anything, though I do. I would bet, I would put money on the fact the Broncos will have an opening drive touchdown Sunday against Houston. Yeah. I will hope so. I hope so. What a great way it would be, for what it's worth, for Russell Wilson to begin his his career in front of the mile high faithful scoring on the opening possession getting hitting pay dirt andrew baker what's good bro sup mhh and fam he says stay off the cliff guys we we are still making the playoffs and we still have years to come for super bowls and whatnot hashtag mhh for life by the way that's a hashtag that has been created by the community we love it we say it we live by it as well we got some merch coming here very, very soon that's going to feature that that particular hashtag, so keep an eye out for that. And in the meantime, go get a hat like this. Go get a hat like Zach's. Go get a T-shirt, a little something-something at uh, the merch store, huddleuppod.com. If you're on YouTube, just look right below the video, click through, scroll through. You'll see where you can buy the merch. But um, Okay, Zach, um, what else, dude? Let's talk defensively because Ajiro Evero, we got to hear from him today. He didn't sound too con- too concerned about anything, but – and I, it's going to sound like I'm echoing Eric Trickle yet again here, but I read his article. I'm going to echo it. Against this team, against Davis Mills, and he put some numbers. Go read his matchups article at milehighhuddle.com, but he put some numbers out there to give uh, evidence or whatever. But Davis Mills will take what you give him. So it's like that old Peyton Manning saying, you can't go broke taking a profit. Well, if you give eight, nine-yard cushions on every passing snap, guess what? He's going to take that and relinquish it. So I hope, I hope, Zach, Ajiro Evero learned a little something from that. And it's not to say you don't – there are tactical advantages to doing that, depending on situation, personnel, things like that. I'm not saying don't ever do it, Zach. I'm saying don't do it every single time you call a, a signal as coordinator. Another thing he can't do, the Texans tight end is Pharaoh Brown. You can't let him go uncovered. Regardless of whether Josie Jewell plays, it's looking like he'll practice tomorrow. He was DNP two days in a row. You can't have him singled up against Alex Singleton or another inside linebacker. It does not end well. But there is a lot to take out of the second half of that game. They held the Seahawks offense to like 30 yards in the third and fourth quarter. Like they stifled them completely. No points. They finally settled down. And what's so encouraging, especially for a young first time DC, he made adjustments at the half. You know, that's something we railed on under Fangio for as good as he was. And as much as a mastermind of what he was, he was so stubborn in his own play calling and play design. He would rarely make those adjustments or he had, opportunities too and he didn't chad look at the vikings loss where the broncos were up 20 nothing at the half and then in the second half he didn't adjust to it and then they got beat so i like the fact that evero is uh countering and and getting better as he goes on i really look for him to put the clamps on a texans offense that features what besides brandon cooks at receiver nico collins chris moore pharaoh brown brevin jordan these aren't playmakers brevin (laughs) brevin 
Okay, listen to this. We have your updated top five Super Chat superstars in the month of September. Here's the list. Ready? EJ at number one. The Duchess at number two and climbing. DWI guys at three. Najel Toff climbing into the top five at four. And Gregory Vendeland at number five. And then here's just a few of you outside the top five, like Garth, Sam, Coach Chris, D-Dub, Taryn, Corey H., Jonathan, etc. Now, what we're doing this month, all right, is the winner on YouTube, all right, so the Super Chats, and we're going to do it on Facebook as well. Top five finishers, name go in a hat. We select. That person wins the prize. What's the prize? Well, you're going to have a $150 limit to as a we'll do it as a podcast we'll we'll go on to pristine auction who's been a great sponsor and supporter of mile high huddle this uh, football season and we'll pick whatever the winner wants all right we'll pick have him find something or her find something on pristine auction some kind of piece of broncos memorabilia whatever it might be all right and then together we'll go through with 150 dollar limit zach we'll freaking bid till the cows come home and see what we can do to bring home that piece of merch, that piece of Bronco memorabilia for the winner. So if you want in on that, you got to rank in the top five, both on YouTube and Super Chat. We appreciate you guys. Um, okay, that being said, Zach, back into our conversation here on Broncos, Texans. What are your thoughts on Davis Mills, the quarterback? So I just can't believe they're actually trying a field goal here for all of Brandon Staley's aggressiveness and analytics. You're in a potential shootout. I don't know why you're settling. Let's for not three. forget, dude, he was great in coffee for Vic Fangio like day before <laughs> yesterday. True. Like that's true. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a big believer in Staley until proven. Otherwise I'm just surprised by that. I thought he'd have a little more. Uh, not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl, not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The testicular fortitude, but uh, talking about what Davis Mills is that what you said? That's right, Te- Texans offense. I compared him to what I say, Brett Rippon with a better arm. That's Davis Mills, a very heady quarterback, a very cerebral quarterback, a quarterback that's not going to make many mistakes, but still has the arm talent to uh, take chances down the field. He might be so far the best quarterback to come out of that draft class because uh, he has the highest floor right now. You can win games with him. 
He's not Rodgers or Mahomes, but you can definitely get by. And uh, he has a better OC now in Pep Hamilton than he uh, had in Tim Kelly. So you can do a little bit. I don't think you're coming to Denver, though, facing off against that defense with those pass rushers and a, frankly, pissed-off team. I don't see him lighting the scoreboard on fire. I don't either. Shout-out, Big uh, Big Earn, what's going on? One of our longtime uh, members of this community. It's always great to see you guys. Much more to get to, but first we got to say what's up to Manscaped for also sponsoring tonight's live stream pod because football is back, baby. We're getting to see Russell Wilson sling some beautiful balls all over the field, and your friends at Manscaped are here to make sure that if you have to sling yours, you do it in style. All right, with Manscaped state-of-the-art tech, they'll have your weapon looking more uh Ready to go. There's some things on this I just can't say, Zach. Uh, then the AFC West, all right? Football may be rough, but when it comes to your manscaping, all right, and grooming, male grooming, it doesn't have to be with Manscaped. So join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, including us, by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping when you use our code MHH. My weapon, huh? But if you pull up the uh, the lawnmower, I literally have it charging in the bathroom right now. I have a little bit of growth. I use it, you know, above the uh, the undercarriage as well. I use it in the upstairs too, and it gets the, all the hairs off. No muss, no fuss, no pain. A really clean shave. I use that a lot. I'm gonna use it uh, probably tonight to clean up. So I recommend these products very highly. I always pimp the products because they're worth uh, promoting and worth putting my name on. So check it out. This has got, I promise you guys, this lineup has got to be a Super Bowl winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code MHH. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code MHH. Manscaped for turning your player into an MVP. No lie. I, my household uses Manscaped every single day, myself and my two teenage sons and even my 20 year old who just turned 20. Yeah, I'm older than I look. Um, he has the lawnmower that I gifted him for Christmas. So we're we're big. We're big fans of Manscaped at Casa Jensen. All right, Zach, let's get back into some Bronco talk here. And uh, I want to cover a couple of things that um, were published today. First of all, shout out Dylan Von Arts, who dropped a good article updating where the Broncos stand on NFL.com power rankings. Zach, they started at number eight before the, any games were played. Can you guess? Maybe you read where they where NFL.com has the Broncos ranked now after losing to the Seahawks. I'm going to say like 20, 21. Okay. Solid guess. Solid guess. Turns out, though, they are at 16. Okay. Here's what they said. Quote. Nathan, this is Dan Hansis, by the way. Quote, Nathaniel Hackett worked his whole career to get to Monday night. Unfortunately, he did not have the time of – I'm just kidding. It won't be a <laughs> night he'll recall fondly. The new Broncos coach wanted his team uh, – watched his team, pardon me, lose two fumbles at the enemy one and then found himself at the center of criticism for poor clock management in the final seconds of an ugly 17-16 loss to Seattle. Russell Wilson, though, threw for 340 yards and a tutty in his Denver debut, but – he also bore some responsibility for a sloppy effort that included too many penalties and not enough execution in the most crucial moments. Denver was so uh, was a heavily hyped team following that blockbuster trade, and Monday night felt like the hangover after a summer-long party. That's a good way to put it, Zach. You know, everyone was like living high, you know, maybe getting after it, partying a little too much during the offseason in the summer, thinking we got it made in the shade. 
And then, you know, nothing's free in this world. You got to pay the price in the form of a hangover. That's kind of what it felt like. Khalil Mack with a half sack. We talked about that on the radio today, that if he does this against the Chiefs, like he did last week when he had three sacks, it, he really could be back, and that could be a problem for the Broncos. But, you know, to your analogy, a hangover were, would imply that you drank and had fun. I didn't have much fun watching Monday's game. It, it was more like I showed up to the party and there was no alcohol, and I left completely sober. That was the, I was promised for months that it's the best party ever. There's alcohol. There's all these things there. It's going to be a blast. And you show up and the music's off. There's no drinks and nobody showed up. So that's my analogy, but at least they're not ranked in the, I think it was 24 where PFT had the Broncos after the loss. And what's worse is they had them at 19 before that game, but it's so subjective. These power rankings. They are, but I think if nothing else, it's kind of a good indicator of just which teams are up, which teams are down. The Broncos, obviously, coming out of that game, are uh, they're tracking downward, and it's up to Coach Hackett and the leaders of this team. It's up to the coaching staff and the leaders of this team to uh, stop the ball. All right, you got to put your heels in the dirt, dig in, and not allow yourself to get, you know, blocking sledded off the grass like the Seahawks basically did to Denver in Week One. Um, what are you seeing so far tonight, Zach? As we watch. Uh, Chargers Chiefs whilst we discuss Denver's week two matchup. How are you feeling about these two AFC West foes early on? I'm thinking that the Chargers defense, now they have J.C. Jackson playing tonight. They have Khalil Mack with Joey Bosa. I mean, that's a – and Derwin James, who just made a great play on a little screen pass to um, uh, McKinnon, whatever his name is. Um, they're a tough defense, man. If that offense gets going, they could put Kansas City in a hole here, and Mahomes is not used to really coming back from behind too much. I pick Kansas City tonight, Chad, but maybe L.A. springs the upset. Maybe they are for real. Maybe they are the second-best team in the NFL, like Zach, some pundits said. These pundits could be right. I'll believe it when I see it, though. When okay. it comes to all things Chargers and lasting success, I'll believe it when my eyeballs see it, all right? Feels like Chargers are dominating. Yeah, yeah. So far, they are looking like the aggressors, but they are at Arrowhead, and what goes up must come down. Um, so if you see me looking off screen, I'm just – I got my phone set up here so I can kind of keep an eye on the score. But uh, all right, but tonight we're not going to go too long. We got a game on, all right, and we got a game to a preview for Sunday for your Denver Broncos, and once we kind of get to all the points we want to get to, We'll sign off for this evening. So if there is anything burning on your mind you want us to get to, get it in the chat ASAP. Zach, what about when you compare coaches? All right, you got the first year uh, Nathaniel Hackett and the quite experienced Lovey Smith. How are you feeling about those the, the coaching matchup to, uh, this week? I, I think <laughs> Lovey Smith is a lot like his quarterback. Not a very high ceiling, but a pretty high floor. You know, he's so much better than what the, what the Texans have had the last couple of years. Dude, he's at least a, a stabilizing figure there. And I thought that was a pretty good hire. And I really like the uh, the OC Pep Hamilton as well. But when it comes down to the players on the field, you line up, you know, Davis Mills versus Russell Wilson, their receiving core versus Denver's receiving core, Denver's defense versus Houston's defense. It's at Denver. It's their home opener. They're all aggressive, hopefully, and, and hopefully pissed off as well. I just don't see coaching Lovey Smith's experience or not how the Broncos dropped this game. But I did say that last week as well. He is one of the rare coaches of the modern era to get three 
swings at the plate as a NFL head coach. Trivia, trivia. Bears, Texans, who was the middle team, NFL team he served as head coach for? I want to see it in the chat. Michael says, Chad and Zach, we should be nervous about our depth. Depends on what depth we're talking about specifically. Zach, how are you feeling about Denver's general overall depth after one game? It bothers me that I can't think of that trivia question. Okay, if, I'll give you a hint. His defense is named after it. Oh, the Tampa. Tampa 2. Tampa 2. Okay. I'm looking at his wiki now. I would have forgotten too, bro. I really would have. Yeah, Buccaneers I don't associate coach. him. So fired from Chicago following the 2012 season, sat out of coaching for the 13 season, and then 14 through 15, Tampa Bay head coach, then went to the college ranks for five years at Illinois. Now he's back. I think he's also the D.C. Uh, for the Texans as well. He's calling the plays there. But again, I'm pulling up the Texans depth chart and give me a second while my internet is not so bad. I mean, who do they really have that scares you except for Derek Stingley, who's a rookie? I mean, Jonathan Greenard, Roy Lopez, Malik Collins, who's over the hill, Jerry Hughes over the hill, uh, Christian Kirksey, Kevin Lewis, Pierre Lewis, Stephen Nelson, Jalen Petrie, Jonathan Owens, and Desmond King. I just read their starting lineup. Does really anyone on that defense scare you? At least the Seahawks had players that I was, okay, the Broncos have to account for them, and they could wreck the game. But I don't see it in Houston. By the way, Savage Boy Kev, yes, we do have that. We will go through that real quickly, the head-to-heads, um, before we dip on out of here. Michaela throwing down a super chat after so kindly buying some merch, she Thank says, you, too. So, uh, she says, what, do, uh, what did you think of Justin Outen's comment today about Marty McFly, Zach? I'm seeing some criticism. It's in, Who cares? Like, I don't get well, to tell, tell people what he said, though, like um, – not verbatim or whatever, but generally. I'm pretty sure he's saying he can't go back in time. You know, he can't, he doesn't have that power like Marty McFly does to correct that fourth and five. He was just making a, I don't want to call it a joke, but he was just kind of just shrugging it off and and saying, I'm moved on. I can't do anything about it. It's in the past. No point in crying over spilt milk. If he would have said that, there'd be no criticism. But apparently Marty McFly, Chad, is a taboo uh, name to mention, to utter in a press conference. Everyone will find a way to be, uh, angry and, and write a negative headline because let me be honest with you guys, that sells. They want to ring this whole Monday night loss as much as they can. But the truth is Alton, Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett, and everyone in that Broncos locker room has already turned the page to Houston. We're moving on. Before we move on tonight, though, let's go through some of these head-to-heads and then we'll get on out of here. Now, for those of you that might be new to Mile High Huddle, we do this ahead of each game on Thursday nights, unless the Broncos play on a Thursday night. Then we, I'm not sure, maybe the Wednesday night guys can get to it. But now that we're not doing Wednesdays anymore, the way it works is you can see on the screen here, the green signifies top 10 ranking, red signifies bottom 10, and black, yeah, it's in the middle. So generally speaking, the Broncos are minus one in turnover margin, and the Texans are plus one. So, and one thing you got to remember is, because there's only a single game sample size, a lot of this stuff is very skiwampus. It doesn't necessarily mean that much. You got to get, I think, Zach, a solid quarter of the way through the season before yeah, these numbers least. really start yeah. actually reflecting something uh, true that projects into the future. But time of possession, the Broncos coming out of one week are ranked sixth. That's good. They dominated the time of possession. Offense, look at all the green the Broncos have. Net yards, fourth. Yards per play, fourth. Passing third, no picks yet. 
Um, and <laughs> look then, at that red zone percentage, <laughs> zero point yeah, zero, tied for 29th, basically tied for last, right? Zero point zero. They did not punch it in in four tries, and then third down though, Zach. Um, I don't know why it's not showing green because that's top ten. Um, but anyway. What do you see here offensively from Denver? Meanwhile, Texans, I mean, you can see here it's all bottom third type stuff. With the exception of the red zone, they punched it in every time. 4.4 yards per play, though. Like, ouch. Yeah. That's that's the Davis Mills experience pretty much. So uh, I'm not too worried. Uh, it is nice not to see so much red on the Broncos offense like in the years past when we, when we did these head-to-heads, Chad. But yep. like you said, I really can't analyze too much because it's one game. We need at least four, preferably eight, to give a larger sample size that would tell what the team is really about or, or paint a clearer picture. This is meaningless to me. Nice catch. De- wow. Defense, Broncos, top five in yards per game, 253 points per game, eighth. Um, let's see. Let me see. Look, sacks. They're, they only had two, both from Bradley Chubb, which puts in middle of the pack. Again, a lot of this stuff, like Zach said, the sample size is so minimal that it's hard to read into it. So let's just look at the Texans on this real quick. Zach, look at this, yards per game. You're looking at the worst defense coming out of week one. Five, they relinquished seven, 500. Now, keep in mind, their game went to overtime, but still, Zach, 517 yards. This is an opponent rife for opportunity. Yeah, they are. You know who we didn't talk about tonight on the podcast is Simmons. Broncos don't have their That's true. Pro Bowl safety now, so it could be a little harder. The only thing I think that could work in the Texans' favor, he's out four games. It sounds like uh, he'll come back after that four games on IR, according to Hackett. Brandon Cooks, it's the only playmaker Houston has, and he can take the top off the of defense. So without Simmons there, I, I want to see more Caden Stearns. I'm excited about that. Uh, P.J. Locke's going to play as well. Hopefully Kareem Jackson, though, is not matched with Brandon Cooks. That could be a nightmare. This under penalties is the most concerning thing on this uh, for the Broncos, basically. They're two teams worse than them in one week's worth of NFL games in terms of penalties. Broncos committed 12. Meanwhile, Texans half of that uh, for what it's worth. And then, Zach, I mean, we can look at this, stats and stuff, if people want to see it. But, again, it's only one game's worth of stats. So just go look at the box scores, and it'll tell you what you need to know. Yeah, Montreal, I think his average will be a little better than 17 when this game is all said and done. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for hanging with us tonight. It's great to see each and every one of you. The next time we talk, uh, at least on camera like this, it'll be the gut reaction following Sunday's game. But don't forget, before Zach goes through this rundown, you can listen to us every single weekday from 2 to 3, no matter where you are geographically, Broncos country, it's not a geographic location. This we know. It's a state of being. So wherever you are, you can listen in live on the internet player. doesn't matter where you listen from. At work, you live in Florida, no problem. You just need the link. So we have the link up at our uh, page. In fact, you know what, Zach? What I'm going to do is I'm going to tweet the link tonight and just pin it to my profile. So it's right at the top of my profile uh, on Twitter, and you guys can listen. You just bookmark that every day, 2 to 3 on uh, 98.1 FM in Denver. And then also, of course, it plays on the internet. 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun doing that with you, Chad. Much different experience than the podcast, but it's uh, talking Broncos is always a good time. But that's going to do it. That's the last time we talk Broncos. Chad and I on the podcast until the gut reaction following Sunday's home opener between the Broncos and Houston Texans. Follow us on Twitter, though, at the MHH pod. You can also follow the main account on Twitter at a mile high huddle myself at Kelberman NFL and Chad at Chad and Jensen. If you guys want some merch, as Chad mentioned earlier, all new inventory, all new website, check it out. Huddleuppod.com and facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod. Like that page and follow that page. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, please go to Apple podcasts and leave your football priest, a five star review for a chance to win some merch, the aforementioned merch each and every month. But If you can't do those things, please, these three things you see ticking below you are so paramount. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Chargers just scored 10 up 10, nothing. Mahomes will have something to say about it. Let not your hearts be troubled, but I'm kind of hoping for the Chargers to win this one for what it's worth, Zach, because I think they will lose steam as the season marches on. The Chiefs, though, they're they're not gonna. They might lose one here or there, but we know what the Chiefs are. Shout out to these great supporters on YouTube tonight. Our super chat superstars: Sam Bam, Plum Bob, Alonzo, Michaela Israel. Thank you very much. And then our great uh, supporters on Facebook: Gary Leeds Palmer, Phil McLaughlin, Daniel Vasquez, Lawrence Rivera, David Wilder, and Andrew Baker. Much love and respect. Don't forget tomorrow morning, Legends a Mile High, Thomas Hall, and Valley Deep Divers tomorrow night. Have a great rest of your week. Start to your weekend. We'll see you after Sunday's game. Keep your chins up, Broncos country. Take care, and as always, that's right. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.